Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbong. So the show Fresh Off the Boat wasn't for me, but my wife watches it sometimes. So it might be on in the house and I'll half watch it while looking at my phone or playing on my Switch or something. And it'll hit me how oddly normal it is to sort of kind of watch a middle-of-the-road broadcast network TV sitcom starring Asian people. And that's why it was so important to so many Asian folks. Like, how many mediocre sitcoms do white people get? And now we finally get one, too. Of course, with that significance comes a lot of baggage, too. One of the show's stars, Constance Wu, is on the pod today talking about her new memoir, Making a Scene. In it, she opens up about the sexual harassment she says she faced on that show and why she hesitated to speak out and how, when she tweeted her raw and honest feelings about the show coming back for another season, she got a wave of online hate and harassment that ultimately led to a suicide attempt. Actor Constance Wu has starred in groundbreaking roles for Asian Americans. In the film Crazy Rich Asians, she is a college prof who teaches game theory through poker. T.A. Curtis so very, very badly. Well, I know for a fact that Curtis is cheap. So he's not playing using logic or math, but using his psychology. Our brains so hate the idea of losing something that's valuable to us that we abandon all rational thought and make some really poor decisions. Ah, loss aversion. And on the sitcom Fresh Off the Boat, based on the life of author and food personality Eddie Huang, who plays his mom who, as a proper Asian mother, does, well, anything for a better price. I'd like to talk about this $7 blender. I'll give you four. Well, since you're wearing olive green, my favorite color, okay, $4 for the blender, please. Oh, shucks. But I only have three. Tell you what, I'll give you three for it, and I'll pretend I didn't notice the calcium stains in the picture. You're scaring me. I'm going to have to check with my dad. That is the screen version. In a new memoir, though, a different Constance Wu emerges, a fuller Constance Wu, a target of sexual violence, misogyny, and social media hate that led to her suicide attempt. The book is called Making a Scene, and it's out today. Constance Wu, nice to have you. Thank you. It's uh, nice to be here. Thank you for having me. So the title, Making a Scene, as a fellow Mm -hmm. Chinese-American, I am aware of the stigma of losing face, don't make a fuss, don't embarrass us. Did you have that growing up in Richmond, Virginia? Yes, um, but I don't think it had uh, much to do with, you know, the Asian American idea of saving face. I think it had much Mm. more to do with being a girl or being a woman and and what was considered ladylike in this sort of very genteel place where, like, we were doing cotillion and debutante balls. You know, I was never shy. I was never quiet. I was always emotional. And a lot of this book is about how I found an outlet in community theater. Um, But the title, Making a Scene, is actually from my essay about being raped and about not fighting back because I, quote, didn't want to make a scene. And how Mm -hmm. that's all too common. And, you know, the ramifications and implications of that idea of what it means when a woman makes a scene. Yeah. This was one of several moments of harassment, misogyny. Why include these personal details? I mean, are you trying to deliver a certain reality? Well, to be honest, I first started writing this book back in 2016, and it was a completely different book. I think I was going through a lot of feelings around the 2016 election, and I needed sort of an outlet for it. So I thought it was going to be this like political activist feminist tome, and I I tried Mm. to make it not personal, right? 
as I was writing, it was just all over the place. It, it was just not good. Um, what I recognized from my political essays is every now and again, there would be one little nugget of a personal story, and that would be the best part of the essay. Me talking about what it means to bake bread, what it means to fall in love and then get heartbroken. Those were the best parts. And so the book really transformed in the past few years from something that was not personal at all. And I'm very grateful for it because it was a healing in a way for me to look back on mistakes and events in my life with curiosity and empathy rather than my old patterns of judgment and shame, which is a mm, lot of what mm. the internet does to public figures. You know, it's all judgment. And if you don't judge immediately, then that means that you're defending them. And I don't think that's the way we need to think about things. Mm-hmm. Well, you're right about that, about social media and the internet, particularly when the sitcom you starred in, Fresh Off the Boat, was re-upped for another season and your career is taking off at this time. And you said on social media that this was preventing you from chasing other projects, at which point you get roasted, pilloried on social media wow. as being you know, ungrateful, <laughs> blank. You're very kind for saying that I just said that it was preventing me from uh, pursuing other projects. What I said was actually much more reckless. I use a lot of profanity and I sounded very ungrateful and probably bratty. And it took me writing this book to recognize why I had such a out of character response. Yes, if you took only the surface facts, you know, she just had a hit movie. Now she thinks she's too big for her britches, you know, the ones that, like, mm. actually gave her a career. She wants to abandon this show that's been a pinnacle for Asian-American representation. Um, and what people didn't realize was the sexual harassment, intimidation, and abuse I suffered the first two years of that show from an uh, Asian-American male producer and how mm -hmm. I purposely repressed that and kept silent about that because I didn't want to stain the reputation of the one show that Asian Americans had for representation. And this is something that I think a lot of people of color, especially women of color, struggle with. When you have somebody who's such a great proponent for Asians, but who also falls into these categories of misogyny and sexism, how do you hold them accountable, but also promote and support the fact that they are doing so much for your Asian community. And mm. I swallowed a lot because of that. And I, I didn't speak to him for the remaining years of the show. That's years. Um, because yeah. once I finally had job security and I didn't have to fear him and I could finally start saying no, which infuriated him, I thought I'd handled it. So I thought I don't have to mm -hmm. tell people mm -hmm. about this harassment. I don't have to drag one of our few, you know, representatives of Asian American media. I don't want to yeah. drag him down in the dirt. I don't have to. I handled it. I'm good. I'm moving on. But trauma and feelings don't go away simply because you will them to. They're inevitably going to come out other ways. Yeah. I want to ask you about your role on, on Fresh Off the Boat, uh, the TV comedy. Yeah. Ran several seasons. It's about a Chinese American family, acclaimed success, but also accused by some of stereotyping, and a number of Asian actors say, no, I will not amplify a stereotype on television, on the stage. I will not do this mocking accent. You kind of disagree. I do disagree with that. You know, stereotypes are harmful when they are reductive 
to a person. But they also exist. For example, I am a stereotypical middle child seeking attention. I am a stereotypical Mm. actress, very hyper-emotional. But that's not all I am. And I almost think rather than actors proudly proclaiming that they refuse to play stereotypes, I think we need good actors to play more characters that have been previously stereotyped because Hollywood really did them wrong the first way around because they didn't know them. They reduced them to only that stereotype, whether it was Tiger Mom or whatever. And I worry, I actually worry that by proudly proclaiming that you refuse these stereotypes, it almost reinforces the idea that these stereotypical attributes, such as having an Asian accent, are inherently shameful. Because if it wasn't shameful, if it was cool, then why would you proudly refuse it? And, and when you look at it on the surface, why does somebody have an accent? Because they know two languages. That is objectively a cool thing. That is objectively, yeah, I yeah. think, something that we should be proud of. So why are we letting somebody else's past mockery dictate our choices today? I understand that people have past wounds from being teased about this kind of stuff. But when your wounds to an old system are so deep that they render you your choices a reaction to that system, screw that system. That system never knew you in the first place. They don't know your parents. They don't know what your parents went through. Make your own system. And if they don't get it and they laugh at the wrong thing, okay, people will always laugh at the wrong thing. As an artist, that is not what you're here to do. You're not here to cater to ignorance. Finally, this book, uh, Making a Scene, you dedicate the book to your daughter, who yes. you know has uh, has or will see you on the small screen, the big screen, on the stage? You reveal a whole lot in this book. What do you want her to know and learn about you? Well, I mean, she's two, so um, <laughs> it'll be quite some time. And yeah, it's yeah, and with my... the language you have in the book, I think you keep it away for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, she's not ready for that. <laughs> But I do dedicate it to her. And it's funny because, like, my mom had a lot of concern about the book because she was was like, you know, the fact that you attempted suicide, the fact that you were raped, that's going to be on Wikipedia. Do you want your daughter to see that? I mean, it was going back to what you said at the very beginning, saving face. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of do. Because I want her to know that if and when something like this happens to her and she has these feelings and she feels so all alone, I want her to know that she's not alone and that there is light at the end of the tunnel and that you can get out of it. And not only get out of it, but use difficult experiences as learning tools. I think that the Asian American community, particularly in Hollywood, has been too focused on positive representation. I think we need whole human representation, which includes our flaws so that we can be like, no, I'm not just another perfect model minority, but this time in Hollywood with Mm -hmm. six-pack abs. Like, I could be a leading Asian man and not have six-pack abs. I am worthy of that story. I could be somebody who has gone through sexual assault, who has had some messy tweets, and still be worthy of life and of having your voice and having your story. So as difficult as these topics are to broach, I particularly think it's important in the Asian American community to finally give light to the wholeness of our experience and not just the positive aspects of it. Constance Wu, the actor, is also the author of a memoir, Making a Scene. 
and it is just out. Constance Wu, thank you very much. Nice to talk to you. Thanks. Nice to talk to you too. Have a great day.